All right, that's all the announcements. Now let's get into mush. Let's get into the mush, into the mushy mush. All right, so I, I got to start off by apologizing because last week I, I told you something that wasn't true. I, I will admit I got it from a YouTube video, so that's not my fault completely. It is my fault because I said it without checking it out. I said last week that mush was an Eskimo term or an Inuit term, but it's not. It's actually French. It's from marche, which means to, to march, to, to move forward. So the French were the first ones to really have dog sleds, um, besides the Inuit, the, the Eskimos that were using them. And so they learned it from them, and so they would train their dogs to speak French, obviously, and so they would tell them to, to go and by saying that, marche, marche. And uh, so, so when they said it, and the English came and started doing dog sleds, it sounded like they were saying mush, mush, right? And so they would say mush, and the dogs, even though they only spoke French, would understand that. So um, it's a French word. So that's kind of cool, right? Maybe not. It's cool to me. I like stuff like that, little bits of trivia, little things that you need to know. That, that, but it's, it's interesting to me, like if you look at that dog sled in the picture, the, the musher, the, the guy who's riding the sled is behind the dogs. So everything, the, every command they get is verbal, right? They're, they can't see him. They can't, they can't see him pointing or, or anything like that. Every command has to be verbal. So what's really interesting is mush is not a term that people use much anymore because it's too soft. It blends into the sounds of the dogs barking and things like that. So they, they will, they'll say, um, let's go, right? Go. Or they'll say, hike, which is kind of cool, like a hike is a march. But um, so, but, but the dogs are trained to, to uh, respond to verbal commands, which is kind of cool. Um, and I, I have a list of some of them that I think are, are interesting. Like, um, even though the dogs can't see the driver, they, they know what to do by what he says. He might say, easy, easy. And that means slow down, slow down, slow down. Take it, take it slower. Not stop, but it, it means slow down. Um, and they'll do, they'll do this. They'll go, and that means to speed up. Like, the, like a kissing noise. I don't know why that means speed up, but it does. Um, and if they, want, if they want to turn right, if they want the dogs to turn right, they say, gee! I know, that's weird, right? Why not just say right, but they say gee. I guess they use words that wouldn't, wouldn't come up in a regular conversation, right? Because if, if you used right for them to turn right and you were talking to somebody and you went, yeah, right, and they go, you know, that'd be bad. So gee, I don't say gee in a normal, normal conversation, unless I'm talking about clarified butter, which is also called gee. But anyway, um, so gee means go right. Haw means go left. Haw. Gee haw. Gee haw, right? And, and if, uh, if I want him to go, uh, if I want to turn, want to turn all the way back and go the other direction, but I want to turn to the right, right? 
Then I say, come gee. And they turn and they turn all the way around and they to the right. If I say come haw, they, they turn 180 degrees to the left. Pretty cool, huh? You guys could drive a sled now. Um, if you say, uh, let's see, line out. Line out is, is to let the lead dog know to pull the sled lines, to pull the lines way out so that they can unhook or hook up the dogs, right? Um, on by, on by, that's a good one. So if, if, he, if you're coming up to another sled that's maybe stopped or moving slower, you tell the dogs, on by, on by, and they, they know to go ahead and pass that sled, not to just follow it, but to pass it. Or let's say uh, there's a rabbit next to the trail, just sitting there, and the dogs are like, oh, rabbit? You know, squirrel. Um, and uh, then, then the, the driver might yell, on by, on by. And it's just reminding the dogs, you're not here for the rabbit, you're here for, to pull the sled, right? And so they yell, on by. Um, and then what do you think they yell to stop them, to make them stop? stop. No. What do you say to a horse? Whoa. Yeah, they say whoa. They say whoa, which is kind of cool. Um, and, and I also think it's cool, like, um, we have all these things that they, that they hear. Those dogs hear those things, and because they've been trained, like last week we talked about how they learn to run with the, with the group, with the team, but because they've been trained to run with the team and because they understand those commands, the, the driver of the sled can, can control the team without uh, reins. You know, you always think, like, I, I never realized that they, yeah, they don't have a whip and they don't have reins to like steer them like you do with the uh, horses. I, they, they, they're completely steering the dogs by just telling them what to do. And the dogs listen and, and do it. And I think that's when we're talking about how does that parallel with our Christian life, with our life of faith. I mean, that's a lot like us, right? We don't see God. We don't see Jesus. Sometimes we hear his voice, he communicates with us, he tells us what we need to do, and, and we obey him based on what we hear him say, right? And so I, I wanted to talk today a little bit about how do we listen for God, or why do we listen for God, or what are we listening for, or what does it mean to listen to God? So we're going to talk about all that today. So look at your notes, our first blank. It's important to listen to God because we listen to his voice because we're his, so because we belong to him, we listen to his voice. And, and it's true with the sled dogs too. They can recognize the voice of their master, their musher, their driver, uh, even when they hear other voices. So they can recognize his or her voice. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, look at that verse there, John 10, verses 10, 27, 28. Who wants to read? Coming over. Yep. We sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they will follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Very good, very good. I, I love that verse. I love that verse for a lot of reasons, because sometimes, you know, my sheep hear my voice and listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I love that. I, but I love this next, I give them eternal life, they shall never perish, no one will snatch them out of my hand. And that means sometimes, because sometimes, 
like I'm a follower of Jesus. I, I, I have accepted Jesus as my Savior, but sometimes I'm thinking, oh, I just did something bad. I bet Jesus doesn't want me around anymore. But he's saying no one can pluck me out of his hand. That means I can't even get out of it. Like, I can't, I can't take myself out of his hand by doing something dumb or by doing something bad. It's not my hand that's in control. It's his hand. And so I love that idea that, that Jesus tells us what to do, and we hear him because we're his, right? Um, look at this next one. We listen to him because we trust him. We listen to him because we trust him. That there's something that happens in these dog sleds, and, and every, everything I read about him, everything I watch about him, these dogs really do connect with their driver. They're, they're, they, you know, you, you may, how many of you have a pet dog? Anybody? And they, they know you, they know your voice, right? They'll, they'll, they, they, they know who they like and who they don't like, right? They have very strong opinions. I saw a, oh, I saw a video the other day of this woman who had come back from the, she had been in the International Space Station for like, I don't know how long, for like a year and a half, like a long time. And, and the video was inside the house of her dog that hadn't seen her for all that time. And the dog like perks its head up. It must have heard her voice outside. And it runs to the door and it's jumping and it's wagging its tail so hard. You know how dogs do that. Like its whole back end is wagging the tail, is accentuating the tail wag. And it can hardly stand up because it's wagging its tail so hard. And she comes in and it just jumps up on her. It, it can't, it's so excited to see her. And, um, and these dogs and these dog sleds have that same kind of reaction. They love to be around their, their driver. They love to run and, and to obey him. They want, they want to do what he says or what she says. So, um, but the reason is because they trust him. They know that he's got their best in mind. I, I think it's interesting too, like there was one, one video I was watching and the guy was uh, breaking a trail, breaking a new trail and he got to this one part where a bunch of really icy uh, pieces had slid down off of a rock, and he went through, and he, he went through, and he's like stomping them down. He stops the dogs, and he's stomping, up, stomping down all this ice because he doesn't want to run his dogs through this, you know, this, all this sharp ice and risk them. And so he's like, these dogs trust me that I'm not going to put them at risk. And I was like, that's, that's really cool, you know? So look at that. Who wants to read uh, Romans 10, 17? Okay. <laughs> Consequently, faith, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the world, through the world word about Christ. So, so faith, faith, trust, the, the ability to trust Jesus comes from the fact that we know who he is, right? And that comes from the Bible, from reading the Gospels, from reading what Jesus did and how he lived, and that's how we know how to trust him. Go ahead and read the next one there. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Isn't that crazy how, how that's so much like what we're talking about? Like he, we trust him and he's going to take us the straight route. The dogs know a lot about how to navigate stuff. But there are things that they, I mean, I mean dogs don't listen to the radio. Dogs don't know weather reports. Dogs don't know if the trail has flooded or changed. And so being able to trust the person who's driving them is important because a dog might go on instinct, but where, it, where that instinct takes it might be dangerous. Here you go. So um, we follow him. We listen to him because we're his. We listen to him because we trust him. And look at this last one. We listen to him so we will know what to do. James 1.22, who wants to read that? I know we use this verse a lot. We've, read it, we've had this verse. You should have this verse memorized by now as much as we've used this. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Very good. Whoa. Thought you were going to catch me off guard, but you did not. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we want to not just listen to what Jesus tells us, what God tells us. We want to do what he says. So when we, when we read our Bible and there's something in it, I, I'll, I'll tell you, sometimes I read something and I'm like, ooh, that is not how I'm living right now, you know? And I have to step back and go, am I going to change this habit, this part of my life? Am I going to do what the Word tells me to do? It's going to be hard, but am I going to do it? And I, I'll say this, every time I do, I'm glad I did. And I'll say every time I don't, I, it leads to more trouble, right? So I, I think it's really interesting. The, the driver, his only control is his voice. The dogs are doing all the pulling, all the direction. But the driver actually has one more command that he can use that's not verbal. Um, See, the only thing he can control, he can't control how fast the dogs run. He can't control, um, except by his voice, what direction they go. The thing he can control is he has a brake. It's this pedal in the center of the sled, and when he pushes it down, it provides resistance. It digs deeper and deeper into the snow, and it can completely stop the sled. And so sometimes... The sled, because of the nature of it, the dogs are running, but maybe you, they come over a hill and they start going down the hill, and the sled starts moving faster than the dogs. It gets what, what's called a slack line, where the, the line between the sled and the dogs drops down, and it's dangerous. So the driver, knowing that, might hit the brakes. Now, when he does that, the dogs are going to feel that pull, right? They're going to feel that pull. And, and, and we sometimes, when we're living for Jesus and we're doing the things we, we know we're supposed to do, and we're running forward, and all of a sudden we feel like, oh, I'm not getting anywhere. Or it's hard. And I think that sometimes we misinterpret that as, this is not what God wants me to do. I hear people say stuff like, well, God is closing that door for me. Right? So God called me to do something, but now he's closing that door. I'm, I'm saying, 
maybe he just doesn't want you to go quite so fast. It's not that he doesn't want you to go through that door. It's just maybe he's saying this is not the time. See, because I don't believe that God calls us to stuff and then goes, yeah, no, right? I, I don't think that's the way it works. I think he calls us to stuff and sometimes he puts things in there that make it harder to do so that we work harder, so that we get better, so that we can be who we need to be. Another thing that's crazy too is the brake has a second function. And that's uh, when the sled only has straight runners, right? It only goes in a straight line. But the dogs, you know, the trail goes all over the place. So when the dogs go around a curve, they go around the curve, but the sled's going to keep wanting to go this way unless, he, unless the driver taps the brake. And every time he hits the brake and it provides that resistance, it turns the sled back into where the dogs are going. So he has to let go, has to tap, tap, tap the brake, and it pulls the sled around. Now the dogs feel that. They'll slow down a little, but they know to keep running through that, that that's a natural thing. And I, and I want us to realize that too, that sometimes God calls us to do something. God wants us to be a certain place or to do a certain thing, and, and we start encountering a little trouble, a little resistance, and we go, oh, maybe that's not for me. I, I want you to know that's natural. That's the way things work. And sometimes you're going to have resistance, and you're going to think, I, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. I don't know if God, God, I feel like God has called me to do this thing, but I feel like God has called me to share Christ with my friend, but every time I try, I feel like there's an obstacle there. there there's no way. I, I feel like it just keeps going backwards. And just know that that's natural and that's the way it works, but that if you keep pulling and keep listening to his voice and doing what he's called you to do, you'll eventually get to where he wants you to be. All right? Let me pray for you guys, and then you can mush on out of here. Lord, thank you for each one that's here. Thank you for what you're doing in them and through them. And Lord, I pray that they will listen for your voice and when they hear your voice, they will do what you ask them to do. Lord, thank you for all you're doing in and through us and all you're gonna do this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week. Make good choices with your free week. Don't do stupid things.